And now, two pigeons bemoaning the fact you can stream DirecTV satellite-free. Hey, Frank, a little birdie told me you don't need a satellite dish to get DirecTV. What's the little birdie? Was it Jimmy the Sparrow? It's a figure of speech. Point is, you can stream DirecTV over the internet now. Oh, sure. Next you're going to tell me those big birds are made of metal and filled with people, right? <laughs> you mean airplanes? Stream DirecTV without a satellite dish. Visit DirecTV.com. High-speed internet service required. Terms and restrictions apply. We've seen the story before. We've seen the story before. We've seen the story before. Big news. The Athletic NBA Show will now bring you even more content through the Athletic Audio Plus. Subscribe now for a free 30-day trial via Apple Podcasts to listen to bonus specials, exclusive interviews, Q&As, and more. And after your trial, it's only $1 a month for access to all Athletic Audio plus bonus content across our entire network of shows. Check out the Athletic NBA Show's latest bonus episode now only on Apple Podcasts. Hey everyone, this is Andrew Schlecht. And I am Alex Spears. And you can join us every Saturday on the Athletic NBA Show for the Saturday Slammin' Jam. We will bring you the most interesting plots and storylines from the playoffs, fun guests, and a weekly trivia show where I attempt to completely embarrass my co-host, Andrew. So grab your coffee, do your chores, and turn up the Saturday Slammin' Jam right here on the Athletic NBA Show. Hey guys, it's Dave DeFore. Join me and my buddy Seth Partnow and Moda Keel every Friday right here on the Athletic NBA Show for Nerdishy Road, a podcast that attempts to look at the cutting edge of the NBA and the sport of basketball. Whether it's sports science, a deep dive on X's and O's, tales from the video room, or the next big thing in analytics, you can find it all every single Friday on Nerdishy Road right here on the Athletic NBA Show. Every Thursday morning, after a long night of Wednesday playoff action, just waiting for you in your podcast feeds as you wake up, it's Point of Contention. On the Athletic NBA Show as a part of the Athletic Podcast Network, it's myself, Zach Harper, teeing up the toughest topics and questions to Marcus Thompson and Ethan Sherwood-Strauss with Jade Hoy producing every Thursday. Subscribe to the Athletic NBA Show. We're going to have a lot of fun. We're going to give you some of the craziest and most hard-hitting theories and takes of playoff action possible. And you'll get point of contention right in your eardrums. In fact, if you don't like it, We'll have a point of contention for you right here on The Athletic. Want an easy way to stay up to date with the latest news and trends in the NBA? Listen to the NBA Daily Ding podcast Monday through Friday. Wake up and turn up the NBA Daily Ding to stay informed on all things NBA here at The Athletic and wherever you get your podcasts. Welcome to The Athletic NBA Show Monday through Friday on The Athletic Podcast Network. (coughs) Guys, I got to say, Bucks in four. It's a sweep. The Bucks are just better. Like they they miss PJ Dozier, man. Like like that's that's where their defense is. Yep. Fire up the fucking doom ship. Oh I'm God. hey, I'm burning this bitch down tonight. <laughs> <laughs> God, the number one seed getting cracked like that. Mm-mm. The same weekend. Listen, the real KD. Oh my God. <laughs> oh my God. That shit crazy, bro. New York strips thick. This is the Basketball Buds. Braised beef short ribs? With Zach Harper and your favorite athletic writer. Get mad at me, bro. I'm gone. This is good. This is good.
good stuff. I know. I, hey, J King, you would have been. He might have been wrestling bro. with somebody. No, that's bad. He might have been doing probably, UFC. He might have been doing right, archery. That that motherfucker does archery. There's Dave. What up, Dave? We're talking bro. shit on you too. Welcome to the Basket Buds edition of the Athletic NBA Show podcast on the Athletic Podcast Network. I'm Zach Harper. Today, we got Jay King, we got Trevon Edwards, we've got Marcus Thompson filling in as Dave DeFour is on is on the ding duty and James whoa, whoa, Edwards whoa, that's the third. What I'm doing? No, James Edwards I'm the third in. is. When have you in. ever been on the Buds? I mean, I'm not like, a feeling like though. You're like, like an eleventh like man, a special guest star or something. Eleventh like, man, Jade Rewind. You think I'm Jordan? Jade, Jade Rewind. And our special guest today, Marcus Thompson of the Athletic. In the Okongwu role. Thank you. So good to be here. So glad he to be here. He covers the Warriors. He, couple, he covers Macklemore. Uh, he does it all for the Athletic. <laughs> Yo, you did have a fire story on Macklemore, too. It was good, too. man. It was really good. You know how good something has to be for me to read a story about golf and hey, Macklemore? Hey, and he texted Zach texted me that, too. Like, like I could, I could sense all of the shock in the text. Like, yo, that, that Macklemore piece was good. But I could tell. Like, I can hear the shock. Like... I could like, tell you spent 10,000 hours on this writing shit. That was just bad Macklemore humor. Uh, James Edwards is golfing in, in Florida, right? He's always golfing now. He picked up the good health sport. Yeah, he did. He did do that. Uh, but He's, he R. should R. be celebrating because he finally has someone good to cover. <laughs> Jesus. Oh, he out there stunning. Huh? I mean, they're still going to be bad. They but, got but, yet. but, yeah. but it'll, it'll at least be someone interesting and someone it's, that fans want to care that's about. That's true. Cade Cunningham true. is that $5 bill that on the Chris Rock show that got passed <laughs> around Harlem. Yo, I found a $20 bill on the on the street the other day. Twenty dollars, it's real. That's rare That's in twenty twenty one. Yeah, that was that. That was that was the last bag of the PPP loan. <laughs> yep. Hello. What? Yeah, sure, I'll do it. I just had something canceled the same weekend. Okay, great. Bye. You know, life is amazing. I just lost a job in five minutes. <laughs> <laughs> on the show today, same we got weekend, both conference you know finals you going on. Uh, well. When you're listening to this, you'll be listening to this on a Monday. We got the last night of the Western Conference Finals, and then we got a couple more nights of the Eastern Conference Finals. Uh, we also have some coaching news and some, uh, you know what? Let's just start with the Dame stuff because Let's do it. Chris Haynes of Yahoo Sports uh, comes out with the story today, essentially saying Dame is like, all right, I, I think I'm ready to move on, right? Like that's that seems to be the tone of the story of like things are bad in Portland. We know that Neil O'Shea has really um, fallen out of favor. I don't know how long he was in favor in Portland, but it's really gotten bad after the last couple of years. Terry Stotts got out of there. Jason Kidd said, thanks, but no thanks. And as they're about to announce the hiring of Chauncey Billups on, I believe what was reported as a five-year deal. um, Dame is kind of like, or it seems to be like, I think I'm done with this. So, uh, Marcus, you're you're the the East Oakland resident and expert. Or you still live in East Oakland? You don't live in East Oakland anymore, right? I'm in West Oakland. You're in West I'm Oakland. In West Oakland. Okay. I'm in a gentrified part. That's now. right. Yeah, yeah, yeah. You went and gentrified. Shout out West to the Oakland. athletic. For, you know. <laughs> Shout out to the athletic, indeed. So, Marcus, you know you know Dame pretty well. You know uh, the Oakland, you know, kind of, uh, I guess, persona. Um, pretty well and so what's going on here because it's always been about loyalty 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 with with dame and now as 
a lot of stars eventually seem to get to, you know, almost every star seems to get to at some point. It's kind of like, all right, you guys aren't really doing enough for me here. You know, uh, I actually think this is a little bit uh, due. You know what I'm saying? Yeah. Like, I, I feel like overdue. He sh- yeah, overdue. That's a good. That's what I was looking for. A long time coming. Uh, and I know there have been people in his corner for years. Like, yo, Dame, you got to dip. Dame, it's time to go. And you know, his. Uh, I don't even know if it's loyalty as much as it is like this like dogged stubbornness, the same stubbornness that made him good, right? Like the same stubbornness that kept him at Weber State for four years instead of like trying to transfer after he started balling. Like, it's just like, hey, Portland Road with me, I'm a ride with them. But that's not really real. And I think he's finding that out the hard way, right? I think he's finding out that what he thought was Portland riding with him was Portland making the savvy business move that benefited Portland. <laughs> and the moment it stops benefiting Dame, <laughs> they ain't going to do what's best for right? Like that's, I think he's kind of seeing that and there are just better options for him, period. Like he's over 30. He's got, he's a father. Um, he's got plenty money. So it, it ain't that um, he's got another career waiting for him in the booth when he's done. The last thing to do is win. So, I, I think in I think at, he, at some point he's got to the to the space in his mind where he doesn't see himself as disloyal for leaving, right? Where it's not the weak move in his mind. Like you know, he's gonna have to deal with some tweets and some comments, right? He's got he's got some stuff on wax that he's gonna have to address. But I think this is a bit of growth and maturity, and I say, Dame, go and go to Philly, quit playing. Go play with Joel Embiid, win a championship, and, wow. and do it in front of Allen Iverson. Wow. Like you, if anybody can fill the shoes of AI culturally and on the court in basketball, it's Dame Lillard. So, Philly, that's what I'm calling. Book it. Uh, Trey, Trey what, what's going on from the the Portland Damian Lillard side of this? Like, why did this happen now? Um is there no chance of Chauncey Billups being, and there's a, there's a whole conversation to be had about the Chauncey Billups signing too. There are a lot of people upset because I, and I literally had never heard this before until about, I want to say a month ago, it popped up in, in one of my group chats, but um, apparently Ron Mercer and Chauncey Billups si- settled a civil suit um, from sexual abuse uh, allegations, like, in 99 or something like that. I, I don't know that I legitimately do not know the details of anything. I just know it was like 20 years ago plus. And so there are a lot of people upset about this hiring in terms of like the Portland fan base. And then on top of that, Dame drops this thing. Like, was there any way to salvage this situation? Trey? Absolutely not. I think in this situation, um, and I think 1% of the fan base actually that actually consumes basketball knew about the Billup situation. Like Jay King covers the Celtics and didn't know about that like that. Yeah. You know what I mean? Like, so yeah, think like about until th- three weeks ago, high, and I grew up in Boston too, you know, like, and it's just something that was never on my radar. Right. As, as far as I can remember, like that was not a big thing in the city at the time. Well, it was and, something that was like barely covered. And real quick, like that's going to be a shit storm on Tuesday morning when they announce this hiring, like, I, or at least I assume that is going to be addressed heavily in the, in the press conference. Um, Absolutely. Yeah. I think in, in this situation also, you, you don't want to take it lightly, um, you know, because 
the, th- the thing is, is how this game is ran. And we've, we've spoken on, you know, uh, kid being in the considerations and, and how, you know, his past also has came to highlight. I mean, it's, it's a lot of skeletons coming to light and it's something that the league needs to focus on and really kind of highlight. But you, you look at it in another situation where, you know, the Blazers fans don't want kid, but the Mavs fans love it. You know what I mean? There's different organizations that accept it and, and, and they move the goalposts for, sure. you know, um, different things. Um, but on a basketball standpoint, um, I don't think this changes how how Dame feels. They still have the same team. You know what I mean? Like having a new coach is not going to change too much from it. Um, and it's on the GM, you know, and I think it's kind of whack because uh, O'Shea is not really protecting his player. He's kind of letting Dame get bombed on instead of saying, you know what, I need to be better. And in this situation, it's going to be interesting uh, what the, you know, the owner of the team has to do. And, you know, I think it come, it boils down to Dame or O'Shea. And I honestly think that the owner is going to rock with the front office and Dame will be moved. You Which know, it might not crazy. be pretty. It might drag, it might drag out a little bit. I don't yeah. think it happens instantly and they grant him where he wants to go, but it will be a situation where it gets a little ugly which so, I think Dame is trying to avoid, but it's out of his hands because that's, you know, it comes with the territory of being um, a frustrated superstar. And then you got a fan base that's coming down hard on, you know, a head coach that they don't approve of. And they're probably going to just have to groan it. Um, but then, you know, like Portland being, I guess, super liberal now and just kind of like if they're going to really go that hard, there's some information on their owner, too. So I think it's going to have to be a full crackdown choice. I don't see the entire fan base running away from it, though. So here, here's my thing with this is that I, I'm with Marcus. Like, this has been overdue. The Blazers, for too long, have wasted Damian Lillard's prime. The, like, the, the second best player he's played with in Portland, CJ McCollum, is not a good fit with him at all. Never has been. And they, they kept him as a co-star for many years. They've never put the right type of supporting cast around those guys. They've never put the pieces around them to to make a real realistic title shot. And so I get why he would want out. I would even support him if he wants out. The way he's doing it bothers me because he has a reputation as like the realist superstar, right? Like like the guy who's going to be very real. And it, it just it it bugs me a little bit that he's responding to people on Twitter and instead of putting his hand up and saying, look, that was my mistake. I didn't know about Chauncey's past. I feel differently now or saying, you know what? I know Chauncey. Well, I've known him for a long time. That's something that's in the past. I stand by him anyway. Like those are the two options to me getting mad at the fan base and, and telling a person on Twitter, like say less, like how does why Ananobi feel at why Ananobi feel right now? Like the guy who just got quote tweeted by Dame and is apparently <laughs> being named as as one of the reasons for, for Dame wanting out. And then the other part of this to me is like Dame started giving signs he wanted out as soon as they lost in the first round. He went on Instagram and did that that whole vague like lyric stuff that that to me suggested he was very disgruntled with what was going on there. And so to, to blame people on Twitter, blaming him, and then then to say, or the, the sources in Chris Haynes' article, whoever that was, um, to say that, that he had no part of this hire, like he named Jason Kidd and Chauncey Billups. 
he was quoted naming them. And so obviously if the franchise superstar names those guys publicly, then the organization will take that into you know consideration and try to do what he did. So I, I feel like like this has been handled poorly by Dame sort of all the way around. And it's not like I've always appreciated Dame Lillard for, for who he is and the way he approaches things. And I just feel like he's approached this one wrong. Yeah. The that's, that's a really interesting part of it. The whole, like, well, that wasn't me. That was some other person part of this thing. Right. Because so this is, this is the, the report from Chris Haynes of Yahoo sports. The enormous backlash from the Portland Trailblazers process to hire a new coach and his concerns on whether a championship contender can be built have become factors that may push the franchise player Damian Lillard out the door. Lillard has remained loyal to Portland in part, in large part due to the tremendous fan base, but over the last few days, he's seen some of those fans attacking him on social media for a pending, pending coaching hire. He played no part in consummating, sources said. Um, then there's another part that says, none of the candidates who were interviewed were from suggestions from Lillard, sources said. Did he suggest, like, I know the kid part. I know he suggested Jason Kidd. Did he suggest Chauncey Billups or not? Yeah, he did. Okay, then the, what the he hell? Like he I, said I believe it was Twitter. Jason Quick. It sounded like he said on Twitter a I list was given to him. I got to but I'll tell you later, Jay. I'm looking at his tweet, though. It sounded like he's saying he was given a list of candidates. Absolutely, that's what it was. And okay. he looked and said, okay, I li- okay, that guy I like and that guy I like. So he... He asked when when Neil Shea asked him more so basketball minded coaches, you know what I mean? And yeah. they, com- they basically put together a list, and on the list was like, "Who's your favorite off this list?" And but, he said, but either way, people. either way, once once he says that and once he puts those names out there, the organization has to take that into consideration. So, I mean, what, how, how, how active he was? Honestly. I don't know, Jay. Wait, wait, I, mean, I, feel, wait, I feel what you're saying. Are I you just saying don't know how true this is a LeBron always. James go draft Shabazz Napier situation, Marcus? <laughs> no, I'm saying like it's we. I, I think we presume that, that far often than it actually happens, right? You know, I I watched like Steph Curry literally lobby for Mark Jackson. And he got fired, right? Like it don't all like Mark Jackson. There's a lot of players who would like him hired, right? And it don't always happen that way. I I, I agree with Jay. I feel like Dame should have said one of those two things, right? Like I, I do feel like you know just who he is, it probably fit him better to say that, right? Like, but I don't think I, if Dame is saying like y'all think I'm actually choosing these people. I, I didn't choose them. They brought, they handed me a piece of paper and I said this, and all of a sudden it's on me. I think Dame's frustration is: can you just take into consideration my entire character and line up what you're saying right now with who I am? Right. And even if yeah. I didn't handle it right. Can you just consider the other 10 years of of knowing me and what I'm about before you make this like rash judgment, right? Like that's, that, that's just, I haven't talked to him about it. I don't know, you know, but that's just what it feels like. I see him saying like, man, but you know me, you know, this is not and who I am. You know what I'm what about. I was hitting on on Twitter. I wasn't saying like, oh no, he's, he's, he's squeaky clean in this situation. I mean, I think it's going to be messy regardless. Like nobody's right. going to, nobody's going to leave this happy. I think everybody loses in this situation. He's going to end up in a situation where his grass is looks, grass is greener on the other side and he's going to miss Portland like shit. But Portland's going to miss out on a generational talent that they probably won't land. And 
they're going to be like one of those teams like OKC. Like, it's like, damn, we got a draft to get another player like this again. But Jay is right, though. I think he should have. He could have picked one of them other two lanes. That would have been better. Yeah, and then, like, it would have been so easy for him to just quietly talk to the the organization and say, look, you haven't put the right team around me. Maybe because he has so many years left, you have to do it publicly. And you have to make a big stink and all that because otherwise, that's how you the get organization out, man. just, just won't trade James you. Harden. Yeah, you can't we get ju- out with yeah, that. We nice yeah, just saw James Harden. But, like, you have to make but, it messy. But to me, like if he had just said they haven't put the right basketball team around me, like that's enough. Everyone's on your side at that point, right? Because yeah, everyone has watched them squander the Blazers and squander that roster. They just lost to a Nuggets team that didn't have its starting backcourt in the first round of the playoffs, and it's kind of like the Kevin Garnett thing, where like loyalty is great and and nobody's going to say Kevin Garnett's not loyal after, you know, Minnesota traded him. Taylor. And I, th- I think it would have been similar with Dame where it, like just reached a point where it didn't make sense for him to be there basketball wise anymore. Loyalty's overrated in the NBA. All that shit comes back to bite you in the ass. You say all the right things to make a big contract. First year you That's get drafted, yeah, you got to yeah. be up. The next Agreed. one, that's on, the next one, the next contract that you sign after you read up after your rookie deal, that's on you. I don't feel sorry for no player that took the bread because you end up in the mellow situation where you're like, uh, I'm gonna try, you know, I'm gonna get my cash out, and then you wait too late, and now you want to do the pity party. You're like, oh, I want to get out, or nobody's helping me. No, you had a chance. Do you want the ring or do you want to be rich forever? <laughs> you know what I'm saying? I- I'll take the bread and just take my chances. As a lovable loser and five hundred million in the bank, <laughs> I'm with you too. But but he he staked his claim. I'm the loyal one. You know what I mean? But now he, sta- look he at staked it. his claim. Lot, look at all these other guys. A lot of songs on wax about it. Right? Listen, it's a lot of bars. The yeah. same thing though. The same shit that he's telling about um, running from the grind with Paul George. That's what it's gonna look like. Oh yeah. That's what it's going to look like. It never works that way, bro. And now you're going to get to actually play with other people outside of the All-Star game in the Team USA? Oh, it's going to be like tasting new blood as a vampire. <laughs> Come on, man. <laughs> tasting new blood as a vampire. I like That's that facts. One. That's facts. Because he going to listen. I will, I will say this. If the worst thing Dame has done is not respond in the most optimal way in this situation, I think he's. I, I think he's done all right. I think. I mean, when, when <laughs> oh, we absolutely. get some, when we get some, you know, some distance between whenever this trade happens, assuming this is not salvageable, which it doesn't sound like it is. Um, once we get to that, it will get some distance, and then after that, like I don't think people will really care long term. Especially if he wins. If he wins a title somewhere, wherever that next place is, no one will care. Like they, they just won't. Um with with this with the coaching situation in Portland, though, man, like there's just a lot of questions that need to be answered, right? Because you have this incident that occurred twenty plus years ago, whenever that was. I think I saw nineteen ninety nine, but whenever that was. And so when when you settle out of court it's look it, in in civil court like it's not admitting guilt but it looks fucking guilty oh it's nasty right and there's like, no and, way and, around it because now he's going to be asked a question yeah. either can duck it or he can say he can issue a statement on it but i think it's too late it's not too late because he already's going to have the job but it takes so much time to win back over the public of get of asking for atonement and 
in order to put the work in. So think well, about it. He addresses he, it, right. he apologizes, and he has to coach the season or, or while he denies people are going to be outside with picketed uh, signs and all this other shit. And he's going to have to be like, you know, um, he's going to have to volunteer locally and people are going to have to trust and believe that he's really, you know, yeah, believable. So, and it sucks okay. because... I got, can I ask y'all a question? Yeah, yes. This is just how I think. And maybe I'm tripping, right? But, you know, I, I've never been in that, a situation remotely like that, right? But I've, you know, we've all got our little skeletons, right? We've done mm-hmm. our little dirt. Uh, I'm, I'm one clean. of them people... Nah, nah, be chill. You be knocking <laughs> people out, right? Uh, no, his brother I'm does one of them people who I'm thinking... Chauncey, why would you be coaching? You you basically got away with it. Like what? What it's, are you doing? Like, I mean, because well, going to the look, front look, office, I'm not trying to it's have almost dark like humor. he's asking to no, to, to bring but, this. But think up about this. It, like it this. hasn't come up. Like, look, I had no idea until a month, uh, within the last month, right? And he's been on TV. He's been up. So for why would you just keep it, it that way, up. though? That's the part I don't get. Like, I would have, man. Uh, I'm like, because, I'm gonna keep because this TV look, gig because this is a dream job for him, Marcus. Like. He's either wanted to be in front office or he's wanted to be a head coach in the right type of job. You know what I'm saying? And, and it, also, it, he, think, he that thinks... That job if, coach and all that he, draft capital they're going to get for Dame Lillard. And then he also sees it as maybe it, people forgot or it fell off or that... that it, it, jail. It, it, it didn't wild. come up when he was a champion. It didn't come up when he yeah, was a clipper. It didn't come up when he was, uh, you know, when he was the one of the faces of ESPN's coverage. Like, it wasn't... Yeah. It didn't come up when he was a head, you know assistant coach being hired for Ty Lue stat like again respect to all victims in situations like this again we're not making light of no, it no because I think I, no definitely not making light like I think that there's gonna be there's like there has to be coverage and there has to be a conversation this like he has to get asked Neil O'Shea has to get asked the ownership has to get asked like everyone's got to know what was your process what did you ask about this and why did you feel like this wasn't a concern that should keep him Absolutely. from getting hired yeah. and you're gonna have to get all that but here's the thing and and the thing that I don't like that's happening right now is there is stuff about the ownership, right? There's stories right. that are coming out about. And so now it's like, well, yeah, but this happened to it's like, OK, they can all be bad and we can deal with them all one one by one. Right. Like it's not a yeah, but they did and, this. So now this, don't this, mean this. nobody get off. Right. Right. Because exactly. Other like, people. This is yeah, the yeah, problem yeah. where it's become like a pissing contest instead of like, hey, why don't we figure out what the fuck the process was here? Like that's what we need to know. He he's either going to atone for it or or deny it. Like there have been plenty of settlements in civil court where the person still denies that it happened. By the way, Zach, I'm not gonna I'm not gonna let this go under the rug. Jody Allen forced male employees to model while she flirted. If they did not comply, she punished them. Another allegation was illegally taking animal bones from Africa. So, I mean. Obviously, in network, making hostile work environments, nobody's cleaning this situation. Nobody's pointing fingers. But I think that everybody, if if they are going to deep research, be like overly. That's like that's like going to like. Oh, I'm not going to eat in and out no more because they donated to the Trump organization. Right, but here's the thing: you know that, the, the 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 Blazers ownership group, like Jody Allen stuff, that's for the league to justify, yes. right? Like this, that because now we're getting into the whole like. You know, what yeah, happened to Sterling, what happened to that Hawks group, owner, right? like yeah. all that stuff, right? Like, mm-hmm. like I'm not saying it shouldn't be dealt with. It should be dealt with. Now that we've seen these these stories and stuff, yo, Adam mm-hmm. Silver's got some stuff to answer for. But that doesn't absolve the Blazers of having to answer for this, Chauncey Billups for having to answer questions. And, mm-hmm. and like, I think an explanation needs to be had. 
and I don't think it's going to, you're not going to satisfy everybody with it, but it's on the media to ask these questions and it's on the people in the Blazers organization now to answer this shit. Yep. And that was part of the deal when they did this, when they settled, <laughs> right? Yeah. Like, right. you know, like that's what, that's part of it. Yeah. Like you, even if you didn't do it, when you take the settlement, you know that there's this stink with it. Yeah, so, there's going to be a stigma I, that comes with it. Absolutely. So I, and I, if you want a position like a front facing public position uh, and uh, like a, a vocal leadership position, you got to address this. You can't mm-hmm. like you all. That's what I'm saying. It's like weird because it, it's almost like, hey, I know somebody going to find out. So <laughs> I, thought, I def- thought he was going to withdraw like kid. And then now welcomes in Becky. You feel me? Like right. that's what I thought was going to play I, out I'm, this way. I'm legitimately but, shocked that this has gone through. But after, after the, believe, the, I wouldn't have. Yeah, after I'm the like, blowback. My bad. I'm but sorry, apparently, y'all. Yeah. I see it like I guess he's ready to, you know, to face, face the music, to, face yeah, the questions, yeah, yeah, whatever. Yeah. yeah. I mean, I'll be ready. I guess you're more ready to face it when you got a five year deal, right? Yeah. Exactly. <laughs> I mean, yeah, and, exactly. and you know, and you know, five year deals is really two and a half. But you get paid. For you the get the cash though. out though. You get the cash out. You know? Yeah. So, I mean, look, there's going to be a lot more about this. I, again, the Dame stuff is just, we're just scratching the surface with him. And you wonder what was going on behind the scenes, right? Like, dude, like, yeah. so, so Dame is obviously having his issues with the organization, the organization, you know, at first it leaks that they're, you know, basically going to choose Chauncey Billups. And then there's some time between then and when they finally agree with him, where like all this backlash comes out and Dame is going at it on Twitter with people. You wonder if in the organization they're like, you know what? Let's let's not do this. Let's let's back off Chauncey Billups. Let's go to a different candidate. You wonder how much conversation there was about that at that time because it was obvious that Dame was in the mix and Dame was on Twitter and doing this publicly and it was pretty clear he was very pissed off at how everything was going going down. And so you just wonder, like, what the conversations were during that period in between, you know, the one leaked report and the next. Did they think about backing out? What, what were, did they call Dame, try to ease things over with him? Hashtag free Dame. <laughs> Man, it's, uh, it's just a mess over there right now. And that's after, like we said, like years of them letting Dame down basketball-wise. Looking for an assist with your credit card, but can't get a hold of anyone? Luckily, with 24-7, U.S.-based live customer service from Discover, everyone has the option to talk to a real person anytime, day or night. Yep, you heard that right. You can talk to a real human and customer service at any time. Sounds like a real game changer if you ask us. Make the right call and get the service you deserve with Discover. Limitations apply. See terms at discover.com slash credit card. This episode is brought to you by Michelob Ultra, the official beer sponsor of the NBA. Want to get closer to the game than ever before? Michelob Ultra Courtside is giving fans the chance to win exclusive NBA prizes and experiences like official gear, courtside seats to an NBA game, and more. Head over to MichelobUltra.com slash courtside to learn more. Yeah, um, it's going to get bad. It's going to get real bad in Portland. Um, Will Chauncey Billups, coach... Damian Lillard. Find out next time on Dragon Ball Z. <laughs> okay. <there you> go. <laughs> hey, speaking of uh, Dragon Ball Z, I'm sure some of these young ass Hawks and Suns players watch that at some point in their lives. What about the conference finals, guys? 
let's start off with what we watched tonight. Game three of the Hawks and Bucks series in which Trey Young was going nuts early on. The Hawks were in a good spot. And then over like the last almost six minutes of the game, I believe the Bucks finished the game on a 17 to four run. And I'm pretty sure Chris Middleton had 30 of those 17 points. Like Chris Middleton went off in that game uh, in the fourth quarter. He ended up with 38. And so now the Bucks have taken back home court advantage. I said on NBA radio earlier on Sunday morning that, uh, that whoever won game three was going to win the series. I guess I believe that. I don't know. I just threw out a jackass prediction to kind of see uh, what would happen there. But uh, Jay, <laughs> what did you think of, uh, of the conference finals so far with Hawks bucks? And where do you think this series lands? I mean, after watching Trey young get hurt, after watching yeah, he rolled his ankle on one of the officials, he stepped on his foot or something like that. Right. Yeah. And then he couldn't move the rest of the game. Yeah. Like, he looked like shit. Yeah. He honestly, I, I was, I was wondering if he should even come back in the game or, or check out after he had come back in the game. Cause defensively he was hobbling around offensively. He didn't have nearly the same power and pop he did earlier in the game. And then Chris Middleton just got ridiculous. When Chris Middleton starts hitting, tough shots like he, he can just get extremely extremely yeah, he hot and he's just one of the best shot makers in the league and that's that's i mean that's the hawks weakness right like they don't have a lot of great perimeter defenders and so we've seen drew holiday have big outings in this series chris middleton got going on sunday and once milwaukee finally got a couple of stops they they really trounced him but with with trey's injury i just don't see how the Hawks can pull out this series unless he's back a hundred percent. They need him 100%. They can't be relying too often on Lou Williams or, or Gallinari creating offense because they really, really need Trey to create just about everything for them. Yeah. They don't, they don't have really another offensive option. Well, they might've on Sunday night, John Collins, they could not throw a goddamn post entry pass to him. Like he kept getting all these switches and they're doing a good job of battling him in the post. But like, no, like Kevin Herter can't throw a post entry pass. Bogdanovich can't throw a post entry pass. Like what the I hell's mean, going on, man? I mean, honestly, 73% of the NBA can't throw. An entry that's pass. true. Yeah, that's true. <laughs> like, you know what I mean? That, that, that's just what it is. Somewhere Eric Bledsoe's ears are burning. I, I think the <laughs> other player who needs to be, I don't know if he's healthy or not. I'm, I'm presuming he's not, but. They need bogey. They need bogey. Oh in man, a bad he can't way. move. Like his knees messed yeah, up. He can't like, move. You, I mean, you could just see like the form on his corner three. Yeah. I mean, them things are money. When, when he sets his feet, like the the net doesn't move, and he couldn't buy it. Like he couldn't. They need him healthy. They need Trey healthy. They they can't do anything without a healthy Trey. But they also need a healthy Bogdanovich or. Or somebody else. Like Bogdanovich, what was he? Three three for 15 last time I looked? Like, three for 16, yeah. Two for 10 yeah. from three. Oh. Yeah, so. You can't even they, skip they a rock. Can't, they can't do anything without. They can't do anything without that. That corner three is fundamental. It's Trey's counter. It's he gets in the middle. And if they come to him, you got to hit that corner guy. That corner guy got to hit the three. And it, and that's bogey. That, like, that's his shot. And if he's mm-hmm. not giving them that, they got to find somebody else. Who, oh, or, or, or dust off Tony Snell. Let's go. Tony Snell, game four, <laughs> is going to get 20. Wow. 20 what? Shout out to Tony Snell. 20 points. <laughs> Was he shooting like 98% J on corner threes? Yeah, he had, he had some crazy numbers. I think it was, man, I don't even remember, but it was it was crazy. 
Um, about this series more so like I still got books in five. I don't think they ever solved the problem for Giannis, you know? Nah. And that whole countdown shit then gave him a rhythm on accident. I mean, he gonna give you one air ball. That's just that's just a given. But at the end of the day, they have no answer for this dude. And you know, obviously y'all mentioned earlier uh, you know, Trey's injury is something to like look on. If he's not 110%, God bless. Um I don't know if he gave then, him a rhythm. He was six of thirteen tonight. I mean that's but but he hit like a few of the roto. He did, just like yeah, throw he did. That's good yeah. for Giannis, bro. It's not like we can get no crazy, <laughs> you know. Hey, you what would Ben what would Ben Simmons pay for six for thirteen? Oh, bro, <laughs> what would he pay not to have to take thirteen free throws, bro? You know, so like overall, they gotta they gotta figure it out. They have no, and then you know they let Middleton go off, and like I'm I'm so happy for Chris Middleton because. Again, sometimes it's a lot of inconsistencies, but he makes some big shots for the Bucks. You know what I mean? And he's been showing up in the playoffs for them. You know, he'll struggle. And in the games that they need him, he's knocking down shots. And, like, towards that this end, he was, just, he was just knocking them down. And I'm just like, all right, okay, Chris, I see you. Um, they need more sets. I don't I don't like the sets that Bud be, you know, uh, calling. But it looks like if they keep doing what they're doing, they're going to be playing in the finals. Yeah, I, 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 man, I don't know. I don't see how the who, Hawks. Who called Zach, a who called a Bucks Suns finals? I know I didn't. I mean, I call I called the Suns. I'm just saying you did call the Suns. I did call. The I don't Suns. think you ever believed it, but you did call the Suns. Nah, I called the Suns. I, I called the Bucks. Did you? So look, me and Jay no, calling the Suns in the finals is like the dice <laughs> accidentally rolling on the on the table and you hit. Like, that's what that was. And it's that like shot picking, like, it's like picking like the the horse that nobody's picking, just like just because. Yeah. <laughs> and then facts. it's like, yo, the, hey, yo, he's actually winning. Here, here's why the Hawks might be done, uh, Zach. Uh, They're playing the Brooke, Bucks. Uh, Brooke Lopez, minus seventeen, and he only played twenty five minutes. Your guy made an adjustment. <laughs> Wait, what? Boonhoser. I'm looking Damn, at the Cal. minutes. What adjustment? He played 25 minutes. I mean, it could have been 40. That's not, <laughs> that's not an adjustment. I'm looking at 32 from Connaughton. I saw Bobby Portis has been dusted off. Remember, he didn't even play. He, what average, he averaged 27 minutes a game this year. That's not an adjustment. No, Bobby no, Portis took a took a shot at halftime. It was one of those like near Carlton. Yeah, memes. this shit was funny as hell. He took that shot like he'd been thinking about that since the first Dr- round. Dr- Drew was looking at him like, and then and then Bobby just slammed himself with with the ball in the head yeah. like five times. Like, yeah, my bad, guys. Here's the thing: I don't know that I don't know that the Bucks made the right adjustments other than like Middleton got hot, Trey Young got hurt, and the Zach, Hawks the Hawks can't score if Trey Young's not Trey Young. Zach, Bud is just a Tesla, bro. He on autopilot. <laughs> That's it, bro. He just he just, you know, go on default mode. And we're just and, checking to see if the battery blows up. Just, like what's and, the and just, and just make sure that they get a little charge here and there. That's it. <laughs> They gonna nah, accidentally I'm not, I'm not end gonna up let in you do finals. this. I'm not gonna let y'all do this. I'm not gonna let y'all do this. Uh, uh, we, we kill, but we gotta give him the credit. Brooke Lopez average. Brooke Lopez averaged 33 minutes no, in didn't. the net series. In the net series, yes, he did in the playoffs. He averaged 33 minutes in the net series. Let's see. Let's see what he averaged in the in the Hawks series before tonight. 25. I'm telling you, he plays that dude more than 25 minutes. Like 
Bud be wild and he'll put this dude out there for 40 <laughs> and then they and then they lose the series. I'm just saying, about? like, he pushed away from the buffet table. He 25 minutes, he was minus 17. Connaughton, Connaughton played 32 minutes. When does that happen? Yeah, that was Bud. And they went to center Giannis in the fourth. We got help Middleton get busy. Man, that's too much Project Pat minutes. He shoot right now. He shoot like the like the button got syrup on it or something. He shot with threes. I don't care who the I will other say dude though, is. His offensive rebounds five. have been pretty important. The Bucks had 15 offensive rebounds tonight. It's that's been a a thing that that's really really worked out for them. And I think it's because you know they're trying to hide Trey on guys in the corner. Yeah, and they those guys are crashing. Yeah. and and then you know there's they're switching sometimes, and Giannis gets a small on him, and he he crashes a glass and. Marcus the Bucks have done a really, really good job, including Connaughton cl- crashing the glass, and that's been pretty pretty big. If you're as obsessed with basketball as I am, then you know there's no better time of year than the NBA playoffs. Hey guys, this is JJ Reddick. Twice a week, I'm cooking up something special for basketball junkies on my podcast, The Old Man and the Three. I bring on guests in all stages of their careers to talk about the league and share stories you won't hear anywhere else, like Devin Booker on why he talks so much trash, or Paulo Bencaro on his shooting workouts with Kevin Durant, Ray Allen's epic free throw competitions with LeBron when they were teammates in Miami. But it's not just about the player interviews. Every Monday, I break down the top three things happening around the NBA without the outlandish takes. Often joined by masterminds of the game like Tim Legler, we dive deep into topics like rookie reports, trade breakdowns, and why is mean mugging now a tech? The Old Man of the Three is the only companion podcast you'll need during the playoffs this year. Be sure to listen to The Old Man of the Three ad-free on Wondery Plus or wherever you get your podcasts. Looking for an assist with your credit card but can't get a hold of anyone? Luckily, with 24-7 U.S.-based live customer service from Discover, everyone has the option to talk to a real person anytime, day, or night. Yep, you heard that right. You can talk to a real human in customer service anytime. Sounds like a real game changer if you ask us. Make the right call and get the service that you deserve with Discover. Limitations apply. See terms at discover.com slash credit card. Marcus is lying his ass off reading these numbers, okay? Brooke Lopez played 33 minutes a game in the Nets series. You're right. Going into tonight, that's, he, that's played, what I said. he played 21 minutes a game in the first two games. He increased it to 25 tonight. Bro, it could have been 40. That's my point. <laughs> that's not that's, That's my point. It could have been 40. That is an adjustment. <laughs> he was at home. Want, you just he wanted to home. say something nice about, about Mr. Magoo. And I, like, look, they're winning in spite of him. That's how good Drew Holiday is. Drew Holiday can have a horrible shooting night and he can still dominate matchups. He can yeah. still be a difference maker because Drew Holiday Which is a Which matchup winner. did he dominate He's a wet tonight? blanket on the other end. What'd you see defense. him doing? Defensively, he was disrupting everything. Which Big possession down the stretch. They post, though, they post I saw him matched up against Trey. And I saw Trey have 35. Because he is feeding him into Brooke Lopez, which is the design of this damn defense. And Brooke Lopez can't do anything with it. Also, they're getting a switch of, of Giannis onto, onto Trey every damn time down the floor. What are you watching? What do you mean? I mean, I definitely did not watch Drew Holiday dominate his matchup tonight. I, I can promise that. Defensively, he was phenomenal. I agree. No, Drew's Drew's fantastic, and especially in the second assists. after like the first what eight to ten minutes of the third quarter, the Bucks really kicked it up a notch. And defensively, like with that, the exception of that little stretch when Okungwu got busy, 
they, they kind of game, man. They, they put you. it into higher gear, and obviously that was helped because Trey Young sprained his ankle on a referee's foot. Have we ever seen that before? I've seen Carlos Boozer punch a referee in the nuts accidentally, but I've never seen someone step on a foot. Yeah, and it was just bad luck. Like the guy was off the court. And how Trey, has Steph Curry never done that? Like Steph's has sprained his ankle like 107 <laughs> ways. Like, and especially with all that? the like bouncing around he does after he hits a three and like twists around, you know, and does those. I mean, he broke his tailbone in the stands. Like, how has he never stepped on the ref's <laughs> ankle? Steph, you slack it out here. Figure out a new way. Um, so the Hawks are done, right? I don't, if, Trey, I don't, if Trey's not 100%. If Trey's not I don't 100%. Have, bro, 100% or not, this shit is over. I think yes. they win that game if he, tonight if he doesn't. No, no, no. They were supposed to. This, this is the game that they were supposed to win. Yeah. And with Trey leaving, the team couldn't, they couldn't, you know, they couldn't hold on. And once Middleton got going, that was it. God bless. I just don't see them getting it. I don't see them getting it. And they came out hot. I don't know. Mm-hmm. They yeah, came they out hot. hot but they like, again. And they, they responded in the third quarter. Well. Threes. Yeah. They, can't, they can't have their two guys that get buckets you know, not there or not a hundred percent. You know what I'm saying? You can't have a, 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 a 77% bogey and a, a 83% tray and try yeah. to steal this one. And John, so, Con- John Collins can't pick up a fourth foul, like eight seconds into the third quarter. Like he yeah, just, I th- man, I, th- I gonna- think all, I think all those, all those low IQ moves come from t- like being tired, Yeah, you know, just getting yeah, yeah. lazy and just making bad plays and they're a young team. And like I said, they're riding, you know, Marcus quoted me uh, before the series. They're feisty. They're exciting. But when you go against experience, and the Bucks have been here many times now, they know. They just go for the ride. Like, okay, you punch me in the mouth, and then, okay, that was your best shot? All right, here you go. We're going to show you the real. And that's what and it I, is. And they getting one more. They getting one more. They doing it for the ATL. They doing it for uh, uh, T.I. Why? They doing it for Why Dominique and Spud Webb. I love. They doing it for two chains. I love Lil John. They doing it for new new. This is for Matt you know Ryan. For Chris Tucker. They doing, it, they doing it. for old school Freak Nick. Atlanta's lit. The they bloods. win one more game. This ain't happening. <laughs> they doing happening. it for Luda and Shaka Zulu. Come on. Hey. <laughs> hey. <laughs> Blue flame on three because this is over. <laughs> They're doing it for uh, Greg Maddox, baby. Uh, <laughs> all right. What about? No, uh, hold up. Hold up. I got. So 25-10, Hawks are up 15. Last year's Bucks fold, man. And I, I know what came after in the fourth quarter with the injury and the Middleton flurry and all that. But but that stretch for the rest of the first half, that shows a difference to me between the Bucks last year, the Bucks two years ago, and the Bucks now. This team is more mentally tough. And what's like the difference? They, they still do all the same what's the difference? You know, offensive spacing issues. They still have... Some of the same defensive coverages were just like, what the hell are these guys doing? But they're a lot more mentally tough, and they're able to come back from stuff like that. It doesn't stick with them. It doesn't ruin them. Uh, they just kind of work through it, and and they trust in each other more. And I think you can see that time after time in these playoffs. And then the other piece, like Giannis during that Brooklyn series, because of all he had to carry – and because I think he had, you know, he had to go toe to toe with Durant. Obviously, he wasn't guarding him, but like there was a level of fatigue. I thought throughout a lot of that series, the Hawks don't make him work like that. Like it's 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 not the same type of series for him. He he's getting easy buckets in this one, and and I think over the 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 rest of the series that'll 
be very important that he's not worn down like he was against Brooklyn and and he's fresher and I I I see this going five maybe six. Jay, what's the, I, I what's the difference between this year and then the the previous two years? They are tough. And how do you get toughness? Oh, Drew Holiday. You're right. Yeah, yeah, yeah. They acquired Drew Holiday. All right. Marcus, and, I'm and sorry. PJ, what were you going to say? And PJ. Think, and, and Bobby Portis, yeah. man. Salute to Bobby, Bobby Portis. Portis. Bobby Portis got lit up in game one. Lit up. Yeah, but, but salute to him. He came back <laughs> in game three and got buckets. What What do you attribute, Zach? What do you attribute Giannis's, like, like he, he in the past, it feels like when they got behind, he's the one who got rattled. And now... He's playing so much smarter, like is especially he? when they're down. Not how many threes he take tonight? Uh, what well, look? None in the fourth quarter. He he none didn't in the first play half. a lot smarter in the net series. He's playing. Nah, yeah, no, I mean, no, the back half he did. But you're right. Like, the, the, like what the last two games he was he was pretty smart. Game six he was very smart. Game seven I think he got lucky. Um, <laughs> this game I felt like Giannis. Stayed in himself. I mean, play played smart. He didn't. He didn't take those panic. Oh, we're behind. I'm about to pull up some thirty ball. feet threes. Yeah. yeah. The difference yeah. is is he's going against John Collins and you know Danilo Gallinari. Like he's just, they they don't have anyone. Like Capella can stay with him and bother him, um, but they also kind of need him on Brook and they need him as a helper against Giannis rather than on Giannis. And and when when they can't bring Capella over in help he's like he's just turned his shoulder into john collins he's turned his shoulder into into danilo gallinari or solomon hill like it's just there's a size difference like at least with with blake blake made him work right blake was super physical with him they let a lot go with the contact with pj on kd and with blake on Giannis in that last round and and he's just not getting that same physicality against him and so as long as he doesn't lose his dribble he can gather himself and still make those good plays. Like every once in a while, he's still going to take some of these bad shots. But for the most part, like he's just, he's able to gather himself. And when he gathers himself, there's really nothing you can do. I thought Okongwu had a couple really solid possessions against him. Like, he did, yeah. But like, and, that's and also, maybe that's not an answer long, long term because Okongwu is still a rookie. You, you don't know what you're going to get out of him yeah. on either end. Right. But, but I thought that stint, like, not only did he, do a couple of things offensively, but he also stayed in front of Giannis, was physical with Giannis, and I, I think that's something they should at least think about moving forward. Man, but I don't, I don't know if you put anyway. a rookie on him. When, when you're thinking minutes. about bringing the rookie off the bench to guard a two-time MVP, it's it's tough. Yeah, you yeah, know what? You're already in a rough place at that point. <laughs> what, about, what about Chris Dunn? You know, I know he's like six two, but you know, he likes to play defense. Just have him be annoying. Just have him be Pat Beverly. He's tough. He's tough, but he's not so tall. Pat Beverly's so going to get flicked aside. <laughs> yeah, flicked aside by bigger guys going in for, to the rim. Although Pat Bev has been good in the Clippers series. I'll give him that. Uh, Pat Bev is doing was, way better against Booker than I thought he would. I mean, the, yeah, the Sun series. Um, has has Pat Bev been good against Booker? Or is it is the mask good against Booker? I mean, he the reason for the mask, so he kind of gets credit for the <laughs> <That's> mask. <true. laughs> Pat, Pat Bev is an evil, wicked witch. He turned my man nose into Owen Wilson nose. It's crazy. <laughs> that is so crazy, dog. Like I, that was kind of like he did it for the dark skin bros. That was like you know, like Dev Book took one of his girls or something. That's why he did that right there. That's it's, crazy. Th- that series was, um, or that that game four in L.A. Just was disgusting. Some of the ugliest shit I've ever seen. Like I, 
I didn't want either oh, team to I, win. I felt, I, think I felt part of that game. I felt I felt like that game was speaking to me. The Suns that, won, that like but that series who. should still be two one. Like no one, no one should get a win for that. I mean, they were a combined nine for fifty one <laughs> from three. <laughs> like I'm taking those percentages <laughs> when I play. Like let's go. I felt like they were trying to talk to me. You know what I'm saying? Like, hey, man, we with you. We appreciate what you've been doing. We see you out there mm-hmm. struggling right. on the playgrounds of West Oakland, right. and we go, we gonna show you we with you. And they went out, and put that, play like that. So I respect them. If I'm a, my, if I'm a Clippers fan today, I'm so mad about the the two no calls toward the end of the game. First, Terrence Mann and one, they don't. Call How do they not review that out of bounds play? And they, then the out of bounds play, it was the same exact thing that yeah, happened the, the game before. Play, yeah. It was everyone was calling for the replay. It doesn't like all they had to do was stop it. It would have been overturned, and nope, they didn't even look at it. And that's what bugs me sometimes about all the instant replay stuff and some some of the flagrant foul stuff is like it's just so inconsistent. It seems random, right? Yeah, yeah. like you never know when you know contact to the face is going to get replayed. You never know when out of bounds calls like that are going to get replayed. It's like that one was. I'm, once you saw the replay, it was very obvious who yeah. it was off. Well, it, it was, I mean, I, I don't think you just have to be a Clippers fan to be mad about that. I think any basketball fan wanted to see a more inventive way for the Clippers to blow that game because this <laughs> team down the stretch, I mean, my God, like obviously the lob to eight in the other night. Wow, what are you doing? Like, that's just, that's such bad basketball. At so many levels, so many levels from the missed free throws to the way DeMarcus Cousins guarded that to everything. Right. And then and then to go into game four and like Paul George again, can't hit a free throw um, down the stretch or can't hit enough free throws down the stretch. And then does DeMarcus Cousins not know you have to hit the rim on a free throw? Yeah, he threw that thing like it was NBA I Street Volume did. Two. Like, just I, I to hope like, he wasn't trying to hit the rim on that. <laughs> <laughs> I mean, that was I. I've been stunned. So, um, a little name drop here because I know Jay loves that. We were talking to Randy Foy on NBA Radio this morning on Sunday morning. And Randy uh, Foy is going to be your name drop today. I did no, say man, Randy man, Foy. Randy Foy. Foy. I thought you about to yeah, say yeah, Randy Foy played with Chris Paul. He's seen some, you know, some guys fall apart in the playoffs because he was on that Thunder team in 2016. Like, Randy Foy knows what's up. He also started all Villanova, that great baby. veteran shit at Villanova. So, well, at least he said he did. So, um, we were talking to him, and we're like, whose responsibility is that to tell DeMarcus, hey, by the way, you got to hit the rim here? Is it, uh, like, some of it's got to be on DeMarcus, like, you should know that rule. Um, Ty Lue's got to call him over at some point. An assistant hold has on, to call on, him over on. at some point. So, uh, Paul so George th- has to talk to him at some point. Like someone has to make sure he knows. Like, hey, by the way, hit the rim. We'll go get it. You can't. You can't think that an NBA player does not know that rule. So I don't even put Especially that on like a long time. I don't put head, that on a yeah. teammate. Like every single person in the world knows that rule. I don't. I mean, not Especially every single person. Since it literally just happened the free throw before not that. Paul George. <laughs> he might have just thought that Paul George was trying to throw it off the rim to him. Like Demarcus, if you step on that line, it's out of bounds. <laughs> Look, I I don't know what Cousins <laughs> knows or doesn't know. Okay, I that's not for me to adjudicate. I'm just telling you. Randy Foy thought that, yes, he should have known the rule, but also, like, you know, you got to have communication out there. Because you think if DeAndre Ayton had to do that shit, 
You think Chris Paul doesn't tell him hit the fucking rim? That was an awesome foul by Tory Craig too. It was, Unbelievable. yeah. It was like that was yeah. a high IQ foul. It really was. That's a great point. Chris Paul would be like, "Hey, he would at least say something yeah. about hitting the rim." Yeah. <laughs> Chris Paul you would know, that that leadership, you know what I'm saying? The, the leader that has turned him into a champion. Hey, ask uh, ask uh, ask DeAndre Aiden bro, about that leadership, hey, right? DeAndre the, Aiden. Chris Paul is the greatest stepdad of all time, bro. <laughs> like these quotes just make my stomach hurt. I like Chris Paul. I think he's one of the <laughs> the, the, the rare point guards that to, to play this game. Like, knock it off, man. Not nah, that's why I wasn't. I, I was not. Y'all don't I, even I, understand the leadership he was doing when he played poorly. In game, uh, uh, was it three and four? He played like shit in game four. <laughs> nah, but he set him up for for the adversity game for the bounce back. Right. You know how bro, much they grew listen, in game four. He I don't set even, all that up. I think it's listen. That's how much of a control freak he is. They got to Facetime him after the win. He got to tap <laughs> in. And he got to yeah, be a part of this. It, I guarantee weird. he said he gets, says give the phone to every single player. He's gonna tell every single guy what he did Listen, wrong tonight. I covered the Suns last year. I ain't never see Devin with no phone fresh off the court <laughs> ever. <laughs> ever. You imagine bro? Devin Booker walking out the room like, "Hey, you got a phone call? What? Hey, yo, Devin, yo, yo, Devin, yo, Chris you're, hoop, to you. you're hooping with an iPhone in your sock tonight. Hey, yo, Chris, because <laughs> you got Facetime me as soon as this fucking game's over. Hey, as soon as he takes the headphones off, bro, if somebody hands him a cell Chris phone. Paul sound like Tom Thibodeau. Hey, it's Chris Paul. Yeah, I love that default J voice. Like anybody imitates you, gonna sound like like crusty, like Tam Thibodeau, bro. But yeah, like that's nasty to me. Like, and I I, I get it. Like, I, I you know I I remember saying, and I, Marcus Marcus, we got a chance to chop it up in Phoenix a few times, and I used to be in the media room like, yo, Devin, somebody needs to take the leadership role off Devin Booker's hands, right, and just let him score and let him do what Devin does best. And Chris Paul is the perfect guy for that. Oh, yeah. But it gets to a point where you're playing with a bunch of kids. Like, Dev is going to be a young OG. By the time he's 28, he's going to be like year 12, which is kind of wild, right? And you look in this situation, like, these guys are like, they don't know how to win. This is their first playoffs. Chris is eating all this shit up. You got, you know, campaign probably over here like, yo, he taught me how to tie a tie. (laughs) (laughs) They on that stuff, bro. And it's like, yeah, he's he's like, hey. I had my first catch with uh, with Chris Paul. We went in the backyard. We threw the football around. It gets so wild and, and 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 nasty because the numbers aren't crazy. And I understand, like you know, he takes a lot of pressure off guys because he makes the right pass. You know, and you think about the times where he played with DeAndre Jordan, and you know, Aiden's a much better offensive player than than DeAndre yeah. Jordan, right? And in this situation, his ears is wide open to Chris Paul because he's like. Ah, you know, most of these dudes played 2K with Chris Paul. So, like, you got to think about it. Like, yo, he's really a dream to play with, when, you know, when you look at it. And this is the perfect situation. And I think, like, if Chris Paul ended up in, like, the Lakers, it wouldn't be great because him and LeBron are both control freaks. Like, those dudes need to be in a position of, you know, in the situation. We, we talked about this. And same thing for James Harden, mm-hmm. of the annoying roommate situation. But – those guys allowing him to be the the cool stepdad in the locker room, it works. Hey, the honeymoon works. the honeymoon season always works, right? Yeah. And in this honeymoon season, make him a fucking championship. Listen, if they win a ring, Devin Booker gonna put that Kobe picture up where Kobe's wearing the um jacket. And one hundred percent, he's gonna do that. <laughs> hey, and, hey, and and year two off the ring, that book is gonna be like Kyrie. Like, nah, I'm, I'm sick of that. 
He's not my dad. I got a dad. <laughs> I got a dad. <laughs> <laughs> what did you think of, Marcus, what did you think of Chris Paul saying, oh, I don't want to talk about 3-1. That's never been good to me. <laughs> right? I, mean, I, I like the candidness, right? I like him not ducking the reality of it. I yeah. thought that was pretty good. Uh, you know, I, I, I'm interested how he going to feel when DeAndre Ayton gets finals MVP. But, you know, currently... You think he's not lobbying every single media member voting for that all 12 people or whatever that is? 11. 11. 11. Yeah, yeah, yeah. Keep it uneven. Oh, man. Nah, you, you, it's got to be eight. It's got to be. Nah, I, I just think it's funny that he's going to be pissed like when Devin Booker, Booker wins that thing. Good. Devin Booker's going to like going to win that finals MVP and he's going to be pissed. Pissed. It's book. I mean, it's, this is the same. I watched the same thing with Steph. Like, uh, this is all great and fine, but it's it works because you gotta, you cannot not guard book like your life depends on it. Because if you yeah. don't, he will cook you, and that's yeah. where it all begins. That's where the NBA begins. Like that dude will destroy you unless you do something. And they they're like playing Patrick Beverly because they have to do something about that. Everything begins with that. So. It, hey, you it's, know what's it's, it's interesting? You know what'd be funny though? If the Suns actually won the chip, right? How NBA Twitter is gonna like parading for like a day. As soon as they get to the parade or whatever he's gonna, has, right? He's gonna say go- he's gonna say something that's yeah. gonna rub everybody wrong and 100%. he's gonna get back on the bad side again. And I'm telling like, you, I'm here for it. The I heel turn on it, it is gonna be great. Oh my hey, god. As long as he wears some Clark Atlanta shoes while he's doing it, he good with me. Bro. <laughs> Hey, I, I, was mean, wa- I, th- I think it's cool, but it still be nasty, bro. It'd be nasty how you put it down. I, like I, I almost he'll wear a fanny pack, and then it'll be like a a a, a Hillman sweater rolled up to his elbows, which <laughs> looking like he need them flip up glasses. Hey, bro, and like he be dressed like Dwayne Wayne, bro. He be having the hot. Uh, Marcus, I almost texted you late last night because I was watching Married at First Sight, and one of the women had a had Clark Atlanta. Uh, university yeah, shorts on. let's go. I almost texted you a picture, and I thought that'd be weird if, if you know, your wife saw me texting you a picture of this woman on TV. I didn't want to get you in trouble. Uh, you like know that. what? This is why you my guy. You appreciate the awkward positions that you can put yeah. married people in. Like, a lot of people don't understand that, and they just be doing stuff, you know? They're like, you, you got you to gotta always consider that somebody's wife might see the phone. Like, that's that's, that's why you're the best. I, I, I really appreciate that. <laughs> you know, I just, I'm just, I'm looking out for you. All right, so do, everyone's listening to this show on Monday. Is the Western Conference Finals over tonight, Trey? Yes. Marcus? No. Whoa. Jay? Hell yeah. Yeah, I think it's over. I think it's it's going to be a I blowout, too, too. But I knew y'all were going to say that, so I'm going with the opposite. <laughs> Paul George, baby, let's go. You got one more in you. You got one more in you. Here's the thing. That's the I thing I'm worried about. I, think he's I got, got mad more. love for Paul George. He's been hooping. He's been he, doing his thing. Um, he's so gassed, This series. Bro. He's 5 but, of 20. But after this series ends, we're going to get the big news about Kawhi. Mm-hmm. And, Mm-hmm. Yep. And then they go break it like oh, he's gonna miss a year. Mm-hmm. <laughs> it's, gonna be, it's gonna be bad, bro. Like it's gonna be like yeah. you know how and in the Kawhi movies, gonna be like it's all good because I got Reggie Jackson. Let's bring him back. <laughs> yeah, that's, that's a sick guy. Oh, <laughs> but, go ahead. No, I was gonna say like just by the way, if the Clippers win Game Five, I can tell you Kawhi out for Game Six. We could, we don't need to go through that wait for Game Day and then hey oh by the way Kawhi's out for not tonight. He's out. He's out. Like he's not. He's not playing, guys. Unless Mr. Miyagi comes to his rescue, like he's not playing. It's over. 
So it reminds me of the like, Kevin Garnett situation. Like, what was that? Oh, yeah. 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 Yo, and Jay, like, they, for whatever reason, they went through the playoffs acting like he might come back. Right. <laughs> Yo, Jay, be sure to put the Mike Breen, Kawhi, Kawhi Leonard's going crazy in here. Oh, yeah. Yo, that was, <laughs> that was hilarious, bro. That was great. If Kawhi wearing a 7-Eleven shirt. Yeah, shout out to Joe Fresh Goods, man. There you go. Dope collab out of there. Chicago. I was trying to figure out what that JFG stood for. Yeah. Yeah. Joe there Fresh you. Goods out here. Shout out to his legal team getting that done for 7-Eleven. Oh, by the way, Dennis Lindsay stepped into an advisory role for the uh, Utah Jazz. Man, I wonder if anyone's free and his ties to Utah might be able to step Could in. He, and... uh, Danny Ainge. No, maybe Danny Ainge. Oh, yeah, he is free, isn't he? He stepped in. Okay, yeah, maybe, maybe there's something there. Maybe not. All right, that's going to do Ainge it. Danny Ainge moving to Utah is going to be so... I'm coming home. I'm coming home. <laughs> uh, yes. I'm coming home. <laughs> hey, uh, that's crazy. Man, I, see, I ain't going to say it, man. Shout out to my white listeners, dog. Y'all tight. <laughs> <laughs> Trey was happy with me today because I showed him some choreography trampolining on Instagram. Yeah, that's the only thing my that's the only thing my white homies could only introduce me to. I don't think nobody, <laughs> bro. That was so cool. That was great, trampoline and yeah. choreography. Thanks, it's Zach. Fantastic. Yeah, there you go. All right, that's gonna do it for this edition of the Basket Buds on the Athletic NBA show on the Athletic Podcast Network. Make sure you subscribe to the Athletic. You get all Marcus's coverage, all Jay's coverage, all my rankings. I got a mock draft coming out this week. That's where I'm getting into the mock drafting games. So make sure you check that out. Subscribe through there if you're not subscribed. For Trey, for Marcus, for Jay, I'm Zach. Jay's gonna produce this. Subscribe to the Athletic. Looking for the best place to buy tickets for any of your favorite teams or sporting events? We've got the spot. Our partner, StubHub, has been the leading ticket marketplace in the world for over 20 years, providing a 100% guarantee with every order. From a worldwide selection of live events, the widest choice of tickets and industry-leading partnerships, StubHub has what you need to purchase with confidence. StubHub, an official partner of The Athletic.